Hi, this is Palmer. And this is Petrana. And this is High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast, a review and discussion podcast of the Disney Plus original High School Musical, the musical, the series, except High School Musical, the musical, the series is on hiatus right now. Hiatus? I don't know. So we're doing a very special episode. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> That was a lie. I you, you beat me to the. I was gonna make a High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast, the hiatus. Ah, oh, um, that's is, good. That's good. But you 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 covered it truly. Um, hi, welcome back, everyone. Uh, it was weird not recording for a week, but we're we back. Help ourselves, and we're we're back. We're back um, with yeah. a very special episode. Very special episode. Um, that is probably about the most unhinged thing we'll probably ever record on this uh-huh. podcast. And I would like to say that this is not unprecedented because Tim Federley, the showrunner, has expressed much enthusiasm about this particular topic, as has a lot of the cast involved. Numerous members of the cast. Numerous members of the cast. Still, it's it's, everyone's still tweeting about da 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 Cats! The musical, the movie, the The, phenomenon. The phenomenon. There we go. That's, That's the perfect word. Yeah. So, um, um, in case you don't know what Cats is, Cats is a is one of the longest running Broadway musicals uh, with music by Andrew Lloyd Webber, based on a book of poems by uh, T. S. Eliot. T. S. Eliot. And it has recently been made into an absolutely horrifying movie that is out, and everyone should see it. Um, it's because, still in theaters. Yes, despite. Like bombing at the box office unilaterally, yeah. Everyone and it is... has like a nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something, and that's because it's a bad movie. Yeah. That being said, you absolutely need to see it at some point in your life. Either um, the movie, but like, so the the reason this musical has such a big legacy is because it had a taped version that was on like a ton of VHS tapes in like the nineties and two thousands. So, Cats 1998, the filmed version, is available on both YouTube and Amazon for $3.99, and that's a good time. It's so long. It's very long. I think we we watched it recently after both of us had seen... Did you see Cats twice, the movie? No, no, I did not see Cats, the movie twice. I saw Cats twice. Um... And then we, we got together and we watched the 1998 stage production. But, overall, though, it's definitely, like this universal theater kind of phenomenon. And the crux of it is that Cats is perhaps the most nonsensical Broadway musical ever made. It has, like, no coherent plot. plot. No, Cats introduce themselves in a competition to see who gets to die. Um, And if you're unfamiliar, that's that's really it. That's all there is to know. They have ridiculous names like Monkey Strap or Grizabella or um, Jenny Anydots, as we'll learn. And they have highly specific lives and functions, and uh, in case you missed it, they are cats. Yes. And they do They remind things. you about that all the time. Anyway, yeah. so basically what we're doing here today is we started off just casting everyone in High School Musical, the musical, the series, as cats in the musical Cats. But then, because we are absolutely 100% extra, we were like, that's not enough. Let's... Let's see how we can push the boundaries of what we do on a podcast. And we have plotted out a full 10 episode season (laughs) 1.5 where the students of East High put on a production of Cats Cats as their spring musicale, as Miss Darbus would say. Think of it as just 
extremely, extremely self-indulgent fanfiction. Yes. Diving into a... Uh, it's, it's vaguely thought out. Don't expect professional TV writing from us because yeah. we did this in like an hour or less. I'm pretty impressed um, for the fact that we did this in like an hour or less. Yeah, we collaborate this. How many how many words does this Google Doc have? Long. Nearly 2,000. Yeah. Um, so yeah. never say we're not committed. Um, but without further ado, All right. we present... So uh, first, before we dive principle. in, yeah. a little preface uh, is that this takes place in some sort of pocket dimension where all the big meaty plot hooks at the end of last season, like whether or not Nini's going to this performing arts school or Mr. Mazzara and Miss Jen have burned down the theater, don't exist. Yeah. The only thing we're hanging on to is we're assuming that Gina does move in with Ashlyn. Yeah. And also that um, everyone's relationship status as of the end of season one is now still going on. So Seb and Carlos are together, Ashlyn and Big Red are together, and Nini and Ricky are together. Yep. Essentially taking everything uh, nice and very fun without digging into any of the critical or interesting yeah. <laughs> All right. difficult so, bits. Without yeah. further ado... Dun, 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 dun. This is High School Musical, the musical, the series presents Cats. Cats. Alright. Episode one. Um The announcement. The announcement. Um, obviously we see a tease that Miss Jen has had something up her sleeve, and she announces that the spring musical is going to be cats. Much to the chagrin of everyone, um, and, and then we have pretty- a like a little bit of a backstory as to what arri- what had her come to this decision. And you pan back to the office, and Carlos is in the office trying to convince Miss Jen, and he's like, "Miss Jen, I am obsessed with cats. I watched the VHS over and over again when I was a kid, and now that the movie is a thing, it's culturally relevant. I want to meld the best parts of the movie and the musical and create a beautiful production." Yep. And there's a nice little aside or interaction where it's it's one of the one of the mockumentary sequences where he goes he's talking about it and he goes look Mr. Mistopheles's force lightning literally made me gay um and so obviously there's some emotional attachment here um Nini on the other hand in the meantime has been focusing on her songwriting continuing the trend from the last season and so. One of the first original songs is we catch her uploading this Ingrid Michaelson-esque track to to SoundCloud, and we see that she's not only been writing more, but also digging into some kind of production stuff um, and working more on that and really started putting herself out there. But back to cats. Back to cats. <laughs> so as Miss Jen announces this, half the room is like, oh my god, cats, yes! And the other half is like, what the hell? And so basically, Seb is, of course, enthusiastic because Seb became a huge cat stan after Carlos dragged him to the movies like five times over winter break. Uh, Gina mm-hmm. is also very hyped because the gist of Cats is like such a dance musical, so Gina knows she can like absolutely bring it to this. Uh, Courtney is excited because one of the big cool things about Cats is how innovative the costumes are. Um, not the costumes in Cats 2019, the movie, but like the actual <laughs> costumes are pretty cool and ashlyn's also excited because hey like ashlyn likes theater this is a staple of musical theater yeah ej on the other hand is kind of just like what the hell man um he knows cats but not very well and big red is trying to grapple 
with the <laughs> fact that if theater is a cult, then Katz is really, like, taking it up a lot. Um, Needy, on the other hand, is a little bit apprehensive just because Katz is so dance-heavy. And as we somewhat saw in the earlier season, um, she might get a bit insecure. She doesn't pick up as quickly on dance things as Gina, for instance, which, to be fair, Gina is an incredible dancer. Mm-hmm. So she's worried because she isn't sure how she's going to be able to grapple with the dance focus of the show. Ricky is, like, in the theater program for the long haul, but he also does not know a single thing about Cats in any way or shape or form. So the gang decides that they need to tell show Ricky what Cats is, and so they have the 1998 um, recording that they found on YouTube, and they're showing him clips of it, and Ricky's just like, hold up, hold up, hold up. So it's literally just Cats introducing themselves. That's it. And they're like, yeah, pretty much. But there's also that one really great song, Memory. And he's like, yes. But then there's also this one. And then um, the naming of cats begins to play. And they all start kind of chanting in. And the naming of cats is like, it's like the second song in the musical, isn't it? Yes. And it's talking about how they all have first, second, and third names. But we yeah. never learn a third name of any of the cats. And it sounds like, I... a, like, a, a ch- like a culty chant. Yes, and I imagine this playing out in a dream sequence type thing, a la Nini's audition in, yeah, in the pilot, yeah. <laughs> um, where it cuts and it's just this bonker stage production. Um, anyway, and then the episode episode one ends with the beginning of, of auditions. auditions. So auditions, we're gonna episode two is obviously the auditions as 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 we as we go. Um, and so we start off with some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, and Gina's doing, a, like, a mockumentary confession, and she is very torn because she wants to be the lead because Gina did not get to be the lead last time. Um, but, like, Katz really does not actually have, like, a lead, but, like, the most iconic role is Grizabella, who sings Memory, but she knows Grizabella is not- Grizabella does not dance. Grizabella kind of, like, lumbers around and sings sadly. Um, and so Ashlyn- like, later on, tells her that she should go out for Victoria because Victoria is, like, does not sing in the musical, I don't think? No, she it's, it's the most difficult dance role, and I don't think she has any singing or spoken lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really just this high-caliber dance, ballet-heavy role. And Ashlyn kind of, at a certain point, is like, you know, just because you're not singing doesn't mean you're any less of an important part to the show. And if you want to sing more and do other things, like, why don't you try songwriting? So we see Gina starting to get into this. And um, in the same kind of vein as Ashlyn's, like, more produced track that we saw from last season that she uh, gave to EJ for A Billion Sorries, um, we see her starting to write, and it's kind of this, like, poppy... Slash, maybe like we, we can see some vague, like, Tropical House EDM vibes. Uh, House. Less indie than Nini, though. <laughs> um, Tropical House is a real genre. Uh, and I then... know that. I just, there's so many <laughs> genres of music I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe she leans towards future, ba- I don't know. Oh, EDM. my God. Um, there's so many EDM vibes. Um, but it's less indie than Nini sound, and we kind of get to see some of that. And I imagine that's the original song that we see playing mm-hmm. at some later point in the episode. And so as that's going on, EJ is, like, looking over the parts, and 
he's like singing trying to figure out who he wants to go for and he like really starts connecting with the rum tum tugger who is like the playboy scoundrel cat and he like starts singing the song and he's like getting really into it and ashling kind of like walks in on him broing down and they have like a like a what i wasn't doing that cats is dumb moment and then um ashlyn also is confiding in big red because she knows big red tap dances right and skimble shanks the railway cat in the movie not the musical has a really cool tap dance sequence and she's like this is perfect it'll align with carlos's vision of like melding the two and like taking the best parts of each blah 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 meanwhile big red is like like i don't know you know he really got into the tech grind in the last season Um, but, of course, he does end up auditioning. Yeah, and also, like, Skimbleshanks is, like, has, like, one song. So she's like, look, you can, like, just come out for this one song, blah, blah, blah. Like, we can be doing this together. I'll, and Ashlyn's like, I'll also probably only be, like, a chorus member or something. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, we should do this together. Yeah. Because they are dating now, right? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, like, Needy and Ricky are talking about the fact that she's worried about not necessarily like doing the most or not getting to shine in like an unselfish way but in a i just was the lead you know how do i cope with that since it's so heavily dance based um and then that ricky's like come on it's cats (laughs) (laughs) even with his limited knowledge of of what it is and so it turns to this later moment where they're talking about how it is okay to take a step back from it from a moment um just because the theater program as a whole is less tight and or no it's much tighter you know interpersonally and less catty than um in earlier years as we kind of got a nod to in season one so it's like even if you're not the lead you're still a part of something yeah that's that's the beginning of some of that um and then then the the sequence we see from the auditions yeah yes it progresses on ashlyn comes out she thinks she's just like oh yeah i'm gonna she confides to the camera that she's probably going to get, like, Jenny Any Dots or some other, like, character who comes in for one song. And so she auditions, but she auditions with Memory, which, you know, is, like, the only song that people know from this musical because it is objectively the best song. And everyone is absolutely floored and, like, standing ovation. And then, like, aside from Miss Jen, and Miss Jen's just like, oh, honey, if she thinks she's just going to get a chorus role, she is... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, especially because, like, Ashlyn has been going on this, like, yeah. power belt. I mean, Wondering, we, we all know. Yeah. Um, like, Ashlyn, the- Ashlyn does the musical theater power ballads. Yes. Um, that, like, 11 o'clock ballad. Um, at the end of this episode, we do finally see the cast list, which we'll run down really quick since it comes in handy later. Um, Ricky ends up playing Monku Strap. Who <laughs> is um? I don't even know how to call describe him. He's like, like the, the, MC. the narrator cat. Yeah, he's really he's like he, he narrates things. He sings the beginnings of certain songs. He um kind of is the most consistent through line throughout the entire musical. Um, which he's happy enough with. Um, Nini, on the other hand, I like to imagine that in condensing and bringing in this show, um. They throw Nini all of the, like, not instantly recognizable, <laughs> but still very major cats. So I'm going to say Nini is predominantly Demeter, who is one of the cats that frequently 
associates with Bomb Ballerina. We will who, get to more on that later. Um, and is one of the main singers in the show. We're also gonna say she sings Syllabub's part in Memory, and that's the song- part that's like, oh, oh, yeah. I don't actually one. remember the lyrics to her bit, but it's very sweet. And then we're also gonna have her. Uh, they also give her Jelly Lorem's bit in yeah. Gus the Theater Cat, the sweetest song in the show. Oh, it's so sad. All right, and then we uh, got we got EJ as the Rum Tum Tugger, who I said is like he's like the Playboy cat, who like everyone is just like really into. And he's just, and, um, that EJ, like, gets really into that um, role. Because the Rum Tum Tugger is, we can say this, the horniest the cat, horniest arguably, cat. <laughs> in the show and has, like, it's, it's, it's a match. Trust me. Um, it's a good, it's a good thing. The justification is Carlos obviously didn't, um, wasn't a part of the cast in the last season. Yeah. Carlos has to be a part of the cast because it's such a dance-heavy show, mm-hmm. and he is simply one of the best dancers in the entire yeah. program. Yeah, and Mr. Mistopheles is probably the most dance-heavy, like, major lead male like, cat. I think he is, like, the most dance Yeah, because I, I know there's role. more dance-heavy cats, but they don't have lines, whereas Mr. Mistopheles has a song. Yeah, I mean, he, he has the whole, the conjuring turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's... It's a gimme, right? You love yeah. to see it. Um, meanwhile, Big Red is, of course, Skimbleshanks, the, the railway, railway cat. cat. <laughs> the cat of the railway train. Okay. Um, which means yeah. it's the best song of the show, right? Um, yes. <laughs> um, and, of course, there's going to be some some vocal learning curve there. But how are you going to not put the tap? in the show right mm-hmm. um and especially I, since he is a good tap dancer right exactly exactly um the next one we actually do see gina picking up victoria because of the dance yeah. intensity it is like absolutely the most impressive dancer in the show by far mm-hmm. and she can really flex her dance skills um meanwhile because we're short on people Courtney decides to, like, have a role in this musical, and she's going to be Jenny Any Dots, who has one song, but most notably Jenny Any Dots has a really cool quick change. Yes. And um, she's, I imagine that there's a there's a Courtney moment where she's like, I don't trust anyone else to be able yeah. to properly handle this costume, yeah. <laughs> or something like that, because she will make it by hand. Um, yes. And also, and Jenny Any Dots does have a banging song, oh, TBH. Yes. It's narrated by Monkestrap, so it's gonna be like Ricky mostly singing it, and then like well, Courtney like, chimes in. Yeah, there's in the in the stage production. There's um the trio, which Jelly is Lorem like Von Ballerina, yeah. Jelly Lorem, Demeter, I think. Um, yeah. So speaking of Von Ballerina, with the, Von Ballerina for context, she sings Macavity, the Mystery Cat, which we said the Rum Tum Tugger is the horniest in the play, but the Macavity song about Macavity is like really like it's a really horny song. Yeah. Um. um She's like the femme fatale, and we are gonna, of course, give that to Seb, who is continuing to break gender barriers, and all that. I mean, I like to think that Seb would absolutely be very into just the essence of Bomb Ballerina as a whole. Also, she's... she was played by Taylor Swift in the musical, and <laughs> I can in in the movie, so I can see him like is Seb going a into. I feel like Seb is a Swifty. Oh, if anyone man. is a Swifty, it's Seb. Seb, who's on a farm? That's true. Yeah. Okay. That's a fair argument. Um, yeah. I think too. It'd just be I. I for one 
would love to see Joe Serafini sing McCavity. That's all I will say. The end. Um, um, anyway, so <laughs> before we jump back into the episodes, I'm just going to chime in here because we actually don't have a lot of Miss Jen in this outline, but we did give Miss Jen something to do. And basically, as as the musical stuff is going on, Miss Jen's plot this whole season is that she wants to be legitimate, so she's getting her actual teaching certification. And while she's doing that, Mr. Mazzara is tutoring her in exchange for her giving him vocal lessons because he foolishly volunteered to sing the national anthem during robotics tournaments. And so then they have a nice tension of, like, student-teacher. Well, they're, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. both teachers, but, like, the you know, teacher tutor. student. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Will they, won't they? Like, they're both impressed by each other's skills, blah, blah, blah. And that's their plot. Anyway, back to Cats. Episode yes. three is Cats, Cats Camp. Camp. Cats Camp. Um, the B plot throughout this episode too with is one of the things with Courtney starts freaking out about the costumes because oh this is they're a bit complicated. More than she bargained for. Uh, there's in the stage production leotards and um, it's just a lot. And yeah. so she- and then Gina sits her down and, and is like you can put, like, your own spin on this and it's gonna be great. Or, like, Carlos. Or someone tells her, like, Cats has had many iterations and she can put her own unique Courtney twist on it or something like yeah, that. it'll be very good. Um, Nini, meanwhile, is dealing with the ramifications of the fact that she was the lead and got it. Not taken away from her, but she, she didn't get it at another time. And it's hard because, mm-hmm. as we stated, Cats doesn't have a lead, really. Um, yeah. She's very happy for... Gina and Ashlyn and everyone, but she's kind of just having a bit of, like, internal trouble dealing with the fact that she's, quote-unquote, like, slipping. Ricky, on the other hand, is really vibing with the fact that he's no longer the center of attention. Um, <laughs> In fact, his entire job is just putting the attention on other people while singing. Yes. So, great for him. Yeah, and there's a bit of, not a, di- a kind of a disconnect between him and Needy, because he, like gets where she's coming from but he's also really enjoying like this getting to non-pressure yeah yeah um and meanwhile ashlyn is you know what i wrote that ashlyn is kind of insecure in this outline but i don't think she's insecure i don't think she is Um, either (laughs) yeah i think yeah so she and ej are just kind of talking about their roles and she kind of walks in on so i'm gonna unscrap that so this ej's plot kicks off because ej is like really getting into method acting with <laughs> the rum tum tugger he's doing research ashlyn like walks in on him like at home late at night like researching the rum tum tugger and she's like dude what are you doing he's just like i need to commit to this role like this is my chance to shine this is me redeeming myself mm-hmm. um and she's like what are you redeeming yourself from and he's like you don't understand and so then ej as he's doing his research he comes he notices that people online especially fans of the was it the 1998 yeah I, I mean that's where all the gifts are from yeah. yeah really 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 ship the rum tum tugger and mr mistopheles and so he turns to carlos the next day and he's like hey like i really want to like commit to this role and i want to spend more time with you so our characters can bond Palmer, you came up with this next line. I did. So he definitely is, he definitely asked Carlos, like, can you teach me homoerotic tension? And Carlos is like, excuse me? And then EJ's like, I don't know what that means. I read it online. Apparently I have it. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, and at some point we see him perform the Rome Tongue Cugger. Um, yes. That happens somewhere in this episode. <laughs> um, but overall, it's kind of centered around Carlos leading Cat's Camp. 
which is a series of movement-based rehearsals that I think, I mean, they definitely talked about it with the movie, and I think in stage certain stage productions too, where you just spend a good amount of time learning how to act like a cat. Of course, that's very stressful and ridiculous, so it ends up raising some tensions because between the cast, because, like, Jesus Christ, right? Um, Cats Camp happens, Big Red is freaking killing it. Um, because I think I mentioned yeah. at some point, like, last season... I would love for Big Red's character to have this little funny trait where he just immediately is good at everything out of mm-hmm. nowhere. The end. <laughs> anyway, episode four, which we have just entitled TikTok, and you will see why. <laughs> so we start off with EJ has, you know, Insta- he got canceled on Instagram. Instagram is not working for him right now. So he's trying to go viral on TikTok. Um, and so Big Red notices and he's like, hey, let me help. I used to do a lot of video stuff because um, he does like a sidebar like mockumentary. And he's like, actually, I was a very popular and wholesome Fortnite streamer where we, you know, we just kind of like talked about I helped people like get through the day while like shooting some Fortnite. Do- yeah, thing. I, don't know I like to think he just started streaming and then people was like, man, this guy rules. So nice. Yeah, he, he just did, got like, a lot of subs. He did Fortnite, he did Let's Play Minecrafts, and yeah. he just kind of, like, talked to people, yeah. Um, and he, so he puts together a little TikTok for EJ, and it's, like, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he starts his own TikTok as well. Yes. Ashlyn, in another aside, talks about how she, like, accidentally went viral on TikTok once and has somewhere in the range of, like, 100,000 followers because she remixes popular sounds and then, like, does piano covers of of tiktok songs um and she's like yeah it's whatever but no one knows it's her because she's never like somehow just by coincidence shown her face on the app yeah um anyway so as that tiktok plot kicks off we got ej and carlos are spending more time together because ej has questions about cats and also wants to know what homoerotic means (laughs) and so he goes he has i wrote this bit of dialogue which doesn't make any sense so he's like so Wait, like, when you're with your bro and you give him a shoulder massage and, like, he's really vibing with it and you're both, like, really into it, is that homoerotic? And then Carlos is like, I, I need to figure out, like, what Car- what to say. <laughs> Carlos is going through this, like, hmm, I think this boy is is going through something, but he's like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. first, but he's, also he's like, I want to help him, but also, like, I'm in a musical right now. yeah. And like, a co- anyways, um, Gina, on the other hand, she, we only ever really saw her excel on the theater side in rehearsals. Um, but this is really challenging her just because of the dance caliber and because she's putting a lot of pressure on herself to really commit to it. So while mm-hmm. her interpersonal relationships are on lock, she ends up spending way too much time practicing and eventually gets some kind of like knee ankle injury yeah, it, that nothing, puts her out of commission. Serious, but she has to sit out for a bit. But it definitely so, is a like stop yeah. overworking yourself B plot yeah. there. Um, um anyway, Ricky and Nini, meanwhile, because they're not main roles this time, they're trying to spend more time as a couple and like, you know, find the balance in their relationship. And they think that songwriting is gonna be a good way to spend more time together. But it's not as easy as they think it should be, because you know, collaborative writing is always hard what ricky thinks sounds cool is not necessarily what nini wants but then they end up doing like an original song palmer do you have any thoughts on how this original song should sound like no i didn't i didn't think it through that far but i do know it's something soft and acoustic because that's yes. who they are as a couple um but i'd like to imagine that it turns into this like kind of 
push and pull similar not as yeah. aggressive as the um what i've been looking for duet between yeah. Nini and ej in season one but it's definitely not this like they're trying to go for this really soft acoustic vibe and it just is not quite getting there yeah yeah anyway episode five which i have called the sidelines just for lack of better title yeah um so i'm gonna kick off with the so Seb asks Carlos to hang out because he's like, oh, hey, I was supposed to, you know, do something with the cows, but my sister is doing it instead. Like, you want to go see a movie? And Carlos is like, <laughs> I'd love to, babe. But actually, I promised EJ that we'd get coffee after school at that coffee shop that everyone was hanging out at. Um, and then Seb is just like, what? And so he's in the side where he's like, I'm not jealous, but like that, like, he's just like really confused at like why they're spending time together. And then he's like, well, I guess it's because of the show. Mm-hmm. And so... We go to the coffee shop and EJ and Carlos are like really bonding and like EJ's kind of like stopped asking questions about what homoerotic tension means, but like he he still wants to like have a solid relationship with Carlos because their character's relationship really like fills out the show. Mm-hmm. But then EJ EJ mentions something about like uh, uh so uh, probably something along the lines of like everybody just thinks I'm like a beautiful like jock who doesn't have like any substance, but I really want to like bring oh co- oh perfect perfect because that last season um. What was it? Miss Jensen yeah. didn't emotionally connect with the character. And he's just like, I really like want to show that I have an emotional side and I can connect with my character. And then Carlos like, it's like, oh, like you're doing like you're doing such a great job. I really see this. Like you're amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then EJ, they have like a moment where like they like keep eye contact for too long. And then EJ is just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a um, vaguely gay moment, um, vaguely gay moment. And then Gina, who is out um during rehearsals because of her injury starts bonding with courtney on the sidelines um talking about costumes and creating clothes because gina knits as we yeah. <laughs> did learn i can't believe you remember that because i had forgotten and then they have this like costume synergy with the idea to maybe do knitwear for the costumes yeah. or something like that which is actually a very well large commitment yeah um and then it's fine. It's a it's a high school musical. High school musical. That there's there's magic there. Um, so Big Red and Ashlyn. Uh, we haven't really touched on a lot of them mostly because we kind of forgot about their relationship a little bit until this point. Um, have been for the most part just a pretty solid like power couple across the course of this season, just because they're both very much in their element in this. Um, mm-hmm. and so the two of them don't have a lot to do during rehearsals because their roles are so focused on things that they're already innately good at. So that leaves them with a lot of free time. They spend a lot of time like chilling, playing video games, hanging out at robotics club because I'm assuming Big Red joins. Um, but while Ashlyn is somewhat frustrated because Big Red continues to make these kind of casual but sweeping gestures like we saw, um, but they don't feel the same after a while. And so she she writes him a song to try and make the same kind of sweeping gesture back. And she doesn't sing it to him, but she posts it on TikTok as a trial run. And it doesn't perform super well as her other content. So she feels Aww. discouraged. It, but that's because it's she makes it, writes this very beautiful, like, Sarah Bareilles, of course, um, ballad type singer-songwriter vein. Piano ballad. So... Episode six is prom. You know what? We should have talked about promposals before this, but oh, we did. I guess uh, it's fine. Whatever. Oh, so prom. Seb- okay, no, there, there's an original song somewhere in in five, five or four. Yeah, somewhere in five, where Seb very no. elaborately 
Huh. Sorry, I said no because the cat's trying to come back. Oh, in. the cat. <laughs> hey, everyone, I have a cat that's trying to come into this room. <laughs> he knew we were talking about the cats episode. Um, yeah. No, so I anyway. imagine this is this is the the Regina Spector s piano ballad that was in the pitch deck. Yes. Um, yes. That's how sad asks Carlos. Asks Carlos the problem after the whole going to coffee with EJ yes. situation. Yes. Anyway. Episode 6, prom, prom, prom. Seb and Carlos are together. They're super duper sweet, cute, matching. EJ has brought Gina because they're bros at this point, but he keeps looking over at Carlos and throwing long, pining looks, and Gina is like, dude, why are you pining after Carlos? And EJ is like, what are you talking about? I'm not pining after Carlos. I don't even know what pining means. Shut up. And then He doesn't. But, but he doesn't know what pining means. <laughs> he doesn't know what pining means. And then he does. Um, we'll get back to EJ later after Ricky and Nini are going together. Um, and they're with Courtney. And Ricky and Nini are just really very sweet. And they never didn't, they didn't have this opportunity to do it before because they were sophomores last year. And obviously homecoming, you know. Yeah. Wasn't together. And so then Ricky has a moment. Like, I don't know. Some soft song is playing. And Nini makes a little joke. And he's just like, she's oh. the one. Yeah. Very cliche. And, yeah. Um, and then eventually, after the dance itself, goes home to, like, talk to her dad, or talk to his yeah. dad about it. Um, and they have a nice moment there. Um, meanwhile, Ashlyn and Big Red, of course, go together, but we kind of see again that the spark doesn't quite feel like it's really there. So there's a classic, like, Ashlyn and Nini and Courtney go to the bathroom um, together, and Big Red confides in Ricky, he's like, I don't know what's going on because he's worried that he's not doing enough to make Ashlyn happy um, because as good as he turns out to be everything, he's not quite sure how to be a quote unquote good boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So that's the first indication that he's kind of like really not sure what he's doing, even though he seems hyper competent. Yeah. Um, and so Miss Jen is also here because we need to give her something to do, right? She is chaperoning. She actually shows up to chaperone the dance this she time. She actually show up, <laughs> shows up, and you have a song here, Palmer. Oh yeah, I dance. this was this is my half baked. She she obviously sings something at this dance, right? Um, yeah. I'm imagining it's very like anthemic, all la born to be brave. But I I would yeah. love to see Miss Jen sing it. Um, anyway, at the end wait, of this episode, wait wait wait, oh, sorry. there's some more. Um, meanwhile, though, we see this parallel oh. conversation happening in the bathroom <laughs> between Ashlyn. And Nini and Courtney, um, where Ashlyn is talking about how she's worried that she's not actually in love with Big Red and starts to have this like very irrational moment where she's like, am I a bad person for getting like caught up mm -hmm. in his compliments? And do I actually like him or do I just like the attention? And of course, like Gina and Nini are like, no, you know, um, yeah. but we do see that like maybe both sides of that relationship, they're unsure about what's going on. Um, so meanwhile, at the end of the episode, EJ wins prom king, and he's super happy about it, but victory is bittersweet, because then they have that post-prom court announcement, and everyone's slow dancing, and he watches Seb and Carlos slow dance together. Da-da! Um, that brings us to episode seven. Episode seven! The dress rehearsal. The dress rehearsal. Which is, this is All where right. we stopped playing quite as much. <laughs> Alright, well, this is improv, this is, like, improv, semester one of improv, yes and, we're just rolling with it. Oh, Alright, so we have, right now, dress rehearsal. Everyone is, keep in mind, throughout this, most of the time, everyone is in the full, like, cats, fur, outfits, whatever. So, Carlos and EJ need to rehearse together because they're doing the Mr. Mistopheles, where EJ sings and introduces... 
uh, Carlos, but EJ is acting, like, super duper cagey, and everything is just, like, bad. He, like, won't even look at Carlos, and, like, all the homoerotic tension that they worked so hard to build is gone. And so after that, Miss Chen's like, well, you know, that wasn't, that, that could use some work. <laughs> um, so I love your Miss Jen voice. <laughs> what was and that? <laughs> and so Carlos confronts EJ right when they decide to do, uh, McCavity, wait, this is not... Okay, well... Yeah, well, no, so, so, they... Oh, it's out of order. Whatever. Yeah, it's out of order. It doesn't order, matter. Se- they, they put so the actual as, musical out of order. Yeah, yeah. They go As Seb goes on stage to sing McCavity with Nini, um, Carlos goes off stage following EJ, and he's like, what the heck was that? Like, our, like, you messed up, we were doing so well, what's going on? And they argue, and EJ's like, and they're like, they're just like, we worked so hard to build this homoerotic tension, and then EJ's like, but what happens if that tension is, I don't know, he says something No, I like think, I think EJ just kisses him. EJ just Seb kisses is like, him. you really need to get in the zone, and then he's like, damn, I really messed up here. Yeets out. Yeah. Um, and then they're also, just remember, still in the full, like, furry cat's makeup as this is happening. Yeah, as this is happening. Meanwhile, Gina finally is back on her feet um and we get to see her doing a lot of dancing um Mm -hmm. which is lovely to see of course she kills it um everyone's confused about whatever was happening with carlos and ej because they didn't see the 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 argument itself but um she does seek ej out to try and like figure out what is going on (laughs) um and we also have uh the outfits that the knit outfits that they have somehow magically made in this small amount of time are really good and courtney is really confident in the costumes but now she's like kind of scared because this is her biggest on-stage role and there's like a huge bit there's like a quick change bit with jenny annie dots and so she's kind of freaking out about that and then what are nini and ricky doing um Um, well ricky talked to his dad right 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 and he's like obviously kind of trying to he's trying to get nini alone throughout but here's what i think nini ends up being like one of the busiest people in the show because they were like you can sing these four different parts right yeah um and so she's running around and she's not doing i i like to imagine that they just smushed all of the like other female cats into (laughs) into one just one singular singular cat um so Nini is super, super, super busy throughout the show. And so there's not necessarily the same kind of, like, interaction between the two of them. Yeah. Anyone right. else we're forgetting? Ashlyn oh. is just vibing. Um, yeah. But Ashlyn's also, like, well. she's she's starting to get to the point where she realizes that she might not actually be in love with Big Red. And Big Red yeah. is also kind of feeling the same. Yeah, they're, like, very amicable. I think maybe at one point when they're saying goodbye to each other this episode, they kind of, like... Someone goes in for a kiss and the other person goes in for a hug and like, oh, yeah. they kind of just hug and yeah. And it's it's there's there's a weird off moment. Yeah. Um anyway, so episode 8 is called The Night Before because I also could not think of a good title. And so Carlos's head is still spinning after yesterday and Seb keeps asking him what's wrong, but Carlos doesn't really want to talk about it cuz he's just like I can't tell Seb that someone else kissed me. Right. Um, EJ, meanwhile, is mopey, won't answer any messages. No one knows where the heck he is. Um, and so Carlos's arc this episode, finally, he confides in Seb about what happened. And Seb is, like, super understanding because, first of all, he's like, look, I'm absolutely not mad at you. You did not kiss him. And second of all, like, he's just like, EJ is probably so confused right now. Do you remember when we were 
baby gays in this situation on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to help him through this. Like, we need to be there for him. And so that's they they decide to confront and comfort EJ before the play. Mm-hmm. I think this night before, I think you had this in episode nine, but with Ricky and Needy, I think mm-hmm. um, it makes more sense here where, like, they're hanging out the night before mm-hmm. and Ricky gives her a promise ring um to, to show that was your idea that that was my idea <laughs> because very... they can't they can't bone in a disney channel <laughs> show <laughs> to be really crude if this was glee right if this was a if Ryan this was glee, show, or if this was the cw <laughs> right yeah yeah or sabrina or you know, but yes what they're all you. they're all babies so yeah they just give each other a promise ring mm-hmm. and it's very cute cute as hell um, and he sings her the I think I kind of wanna. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I kind of you know. Um, it's a maybe there's there's some kind of I don't know I didn't plan I didn't think of a song for this episode I kind of fell off somewhere right episode okay, so six. Here's what I think happens is Big Red and Ashlyn actually break up in this episode. Yeah, and so the next episode everyone finds out and they're like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And they're like, yeah, we're fine. We're very we're chill, just bros. Yeah. And then I think their friendship well, like, becomes stronger as a result yeah, of that. Yeah, their friendship absolutely becomes stronger, and then they start collabing on TikToks together. Yes! Yes, they become a yes. TikTok, like, power duo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Gina and Courtney do something. We have Gina and Courtney written down. G- Gina, Courtney, I think they are, like, I think I would love to see the two of them become good friends in this season. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I have it in the next episode that Gina gives Courtney a pep talk before um, she goes on. But yes, I think that does happen in episode yes. nine, act one. <laughs> act one. So I'm going to start with the EJ, Seb, Carlos plot. So Seb and Carlos confront EJ before everyone goes on. And EJ's like, look, guys, I swear I'm not going to mess anything up. I've got my head on straight, like straight. <laughs> um, Like, I'm not going to like, this is going to be a good show. Like, don't worry about me. I'm not going to pull a Ricky like last semester. Yeah. Um, kind of throwing shade. And then they're like, okay, look, we're not worried about the show now. We, like, want to know how you're doing. And he's, like, kind of dodgy. And they're just like, look, like, we've all been through this. Like, you can live your truth. Like, be true to who you are. Yeah. I don't um, think we can get away with that because that's also a major theme in the first season is the... I know. Let me be myself, you know. Which is cute. Yeah. Um, But this is... Wait, it's it Did doesn't you say we can't get away with it. No, we, we can. can. Yeah, we can. Okay, um, we absolutely can. Yeah, which is um, nice too because like, I I don't think there would this were this a real season of the show and not self indulgent, uh, hash rushed thought out uh fan fiction. Um, I think it would turn into some kind of situation like this. I don't think we would have like a weird love triangle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so EJ asked them how they got the courage to, like, you know, just be themselves, born to be brave, and then they're just, <laughs> they give him some speech or something, um, and he's like, dude, bro. He's like, bro. <laughs> yeah. EJ is um, a simple man. They, they, EJ is a simple I man. like to imagine there's some clever thing that they say to him about, yeah, like, water like, polo or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, yes, I understand now, I get it. And so then Courtney, meanwhile, is super scared. Gina gives her a pep talk. They really bond. Um, and then she goes on stage and kills it with her sequence, which is the Gumby Cat. 
which is actually sung by Ricky most of the time. Yeah. But she does a really cool quick change. Um, Nini and Ricky are just adorably obnoxious and cute and, like, stuff. And then, then this is when everyone has heard about Big Red. Oh, so Nini and Ricky are being cute. They see Ashlyn walk in and they, like, pull away because they're just like, oh, we don't want to make Ashlyn feel bad. And then they're just like, are you okay? And Ashlyn's like, why wouldn't I be okay? And then, like, Big Red walks and he's like, hey, Ashlyn. And she's like, hey, Big Red, what's up? And they, like, high five and everything is, like, totally normal and... It's then and then they have a conversation where it's like kind of shade but not really where they're like yeah you can break up with someone and still be friends with them oh yeah right <laughs> and then and Nini it, and Ricky are just like yeah just, <laughs> okay um meanwhile Gina I wonder what Gina's doing maybe that's like the the stakes in this episode is that Gina's injury is threatening to act up again yeah and it turns into this moment where she has this conflict where like there's some ridiculous dance sequence and. She's talking to probably Nini. I like to imagine that they've become very good friends. Or Ashlyn, since they're living together. Um, And they're like, look, if you think, like, if you can feel your body telling you that you need to chill, just, like, Mm -hmm. cut cut the cut the sequence yeah, so you know you can improve she doesn't similar. do like a triple duper pirouette she does a single one <laughs> something we're know, obviously something not else. dancers um yes. but maybe i like to imagine that maybe she modifies the sequence and it's this conflict mm-hmm. between like really going all in on that that part and yeah. also like you know anyways all right act two we literally only have ej's thing right now <laughs> EJ That's main the character one did agenda. First, kid. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is EJ, as Act Two progresses, is like really mulling over the water polo theater metaphor <laughs> that Seven Carlos have tossed him, but he doesn't. He doesn't quite get it because in EJ's mind, he's like, "I can't believe I kissed Carlos and I was into him because I still really do like girls." And he's just, it's not connecting for him. And then Gina sees him and she's like, hey, what's up? And he's just like, explain to this. And he's just like, they told me that I like water polo and theater and that can apply to this. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And then Gina's like, well, you know what? I'm bisexual. Like, Gina just like very casually comes out and says the thing that we all know at this point. And then EJ's like, wait, I can, that, both? That's, yeah, both. And he's just many? like, oh yeah. my god. He's like, oh, yeah. more than one. Many, thing. let's. <laughs> many? Um, and so. More than one. And then he he's super invigorated. He and Carlos go on and do an absolutely amazing Mr. Mistopheles sequence. Yeah. Um, um, and then at the end, we literally have nothing out of this finale else planned except <laughs> this moment of like, they all go up to do the curtain call. And then EJ, inspired to live his truth, grabs the mic from Miss Jen during the curtain call, and he's like, "Hello, East Tai. My name is EJ. I forgot his last Casimo. name, and I am bisexual." <laughs> is this self indulgent? Yes. <laughs> Do we care? Literally, no. <laughs> I would love to see characters scream that they're bisexual on every TV show I watch. Um. But I, I I mean that's the most compelling arc we've written in this this hypothetical season. Yeah. We we also see um a bit of Big Red doing skimble shanks because of course yes. we do, right? Um He's good. I like to think that and Mr. Then Ashlyn is big as Ashlyn as Ashlyn doing memory too, of course. Yes, yeah. I like to think that Mr. Mazara runs tech for this show. I also like to mm-hmm. think that um him and Miss Jen 
have like have finally gotten, gotten together. together in some like very bickering way. Um, perhaps that happens in this episode. You know, they reach some kind of resolution where they're like, and that will they won't they sort of thing. Um, but I think that's that's all we got. Um, yeah, the end. Wonderful. Something everyone else to- does well. Ricky and Nini are happy. The end. <laughs> Um, anyway, thank you for listening to High School Musical, the musical, the series. The podcast presents High School Musical, the musical, the series as cats. As cats. Uh, this was fun. We'll be doing more of these very stupid episodes. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to plot out a whole season again. No, this is never happening again because it took this- way too long. <laughs> <laughs> but we're right. planning on having some guests on to talk about other things yeah. in the vein. Um, go see cats. Uh, Stan Luna. Uh, uh, follow us at HSMTMTS podcast on nope. Twitter. Email. No, wait. Oh, wait. T- no, you are right. You are right. You are right. Yeah. No. HSMTMTS podcast or email us on Gmail at HSMTMTS podcast at gmail dot com. Um, if you follow, give us a follow on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to this on, and leave us a review or a rating no, and all that jazz. Anyway. Cats out. Cats out. Have a good uh, week, everyone.